Welcome to the podcast. Brent forced me to uh, record tonight, even though I'm not at my optimal level. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about bonking. You're not bonking right now, right? <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, bonking. That is a very common term in the endurance world for sure. And how would you describe what bonking is and what bonking I think, uh, is like, Brent? Probably something, if no one's ever felt bonking, something you could relate to. Everyone's felt like that afternoon fatigue or like fatigue and, you know, when you're just, you're done, your brain shut down. You know, that's a, that's the most point. relatable thing I could think of is like, a, you know, a long week or something and. But it's this is how a I more, feel right now. <laughs> yeah, but, but bonking would be like a 10x version of it, right? Because it's yeah. happening in the now, right now, present, not like right. a slow drain. And you're still working yeah. through it. Yeah, I mean, it's happening while you're actually, yeah, because usually you get that slow bonk in the afternoon, right? When you're at the office, because you haven't really been moving much and blah 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 this is like when you're almost moving too much you're burning too many calories and you're not replacing them adequately yeah exactly yeah exactly it's a physical yeah you know and i guess it does hit you mentally too because you're just drained true but yeah i would i would agree i would say it's like a little bit more physical yeah so we have our own basically what we're going to talk about today is what strategies we found to avoid bonking. But before we get into that, we kind of want to talk about our own stories with bonking because they're pretty bad. And you got to, you got to bonk a couple times to really figure out like, Hey, I need to start tracking some of this stuff. What if you bonk every time? Does that just mean you suck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a good way to do that is to bring three or two hamburgers for a, 26 mile trail run. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, what really, um, gets me, I think is the hardest is the water thing. Water, water wrecks me. I need water and I, mm. I go through it. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. what, uh, I guess I'll go ahead with the Whittier Ridge story, but that's where I bonked out the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was brutal. You know, like you said, I only brought two cheeseburgers. Because I, I'm crazy when when it comes to nutrition. I eat really well during the week, but when very I'm weird. out, I just very... I I've been fasting for probably like three years now, so right. I can go a while without food. I feel like um, it's kind of built in, so I I don't want to pack a bunch of food if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna eat healthy out there, so. I, I don't care. Right. But the difference is you're not running 26 miles on a fucking daily basis. That's true. (laughs) So when you run out of them calories and you, you're, you're out of energy and then what I should have thought about, we don't have any water out there. So you're out of calories, you're out of water and you just shut down like mentally and who knows what effects that has on your muscles. Like if you get a injury, a cramp out there, right? Yeah. You're probably uh, more susceptible for sure. Exactly. And I, I think 
I don't think about that enough either. Probably should. Yeah, I remember this day because that morning we were making fun of Brent because we thought that he might be sponsored by Burgerville after this because he rolled up with three cheeseburgers or hamburgers from Burgerville. And we're like, well, where's the rest of your food? He's like, well, I'm eating one for breakfast and then I'm taking two up with me. And yeah, this is about a, a marathon trail run with Vert and all that. And we were peak bagging, doing some peaks and stuff. And man, I mean, when when did you run out of food? What at what part in the run? Probably around way? yeah, I was gonna say around mile twelve or fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Yeah, because I think I ran out of water with like seven or eight miles left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. And it and was hot. A, Remember the sun out hot. there? Beat super exposed. Us. Super yeah. exposed. It was super hot. And he made it. He's not dead. But well, he did su- he did suffer a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you say, you know, we say it's a marathon or whatever, but it's a hard miles. Yeah. You know, if we were on some exposures and bagging peaks. So you're burning more calories than just your normal run. Mm-hmm. You, we were burning a ton of calories. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Especially yeah. because the first half of that, where you burnt, where you ate all those calories, we were going up basically. Yeah. I mean, that was, was kind cold. of the first. Yeah, it was cold, but then it went to sun and it was hot and it was this whole fluctuation. Yeah. Yeah. And we what what where was the last water access? Like mile 10, mile mm-hmm. nine. Mile 10, mile 10 or nine. And it, at that point it was freaking cold <laughs> still. So we didn't really want to camel up or anything. And so yeah, that was Whittier yeah, Ridge. That was a, That's actually like, this picture right here. For all those on YouTube that Brent made for me and hand delivered for three hours, drove three hours just to give it to me to drive right back. Now he came up, we we're going to go skiing and then it was raining. That's a perfect <laughs> picture though. It shows, you know, what kind of terrain we were on. Yeah. I always wonder that if you're burning more calories when you're, t- like, you know, when you're tensed up and Mentally, oh, yeah. thinking I, about it on the exposures, that's got to be burning more calories than just running. It is. So, so good point, dude. So a couple of things there. One, you burn more calories when it's cold and it was cold the first yeah. couple hours that we were running. And two, mean, so my story, I'll, I'll, this is a good segue. The one time I bonked, well, a couple of times I bonked. One was at the Eagle Caps in Northeast Oregon. Same type of thing where but this one was a traverse where we actually like, there was no trail. We had to really think about where the heck we were going and how not to fall to our death for basically, uh, you know, a third of the entire route. Right. It wasn't just a trail. And David brought up a good point from the Andrew Huberman lab podcast of you, your brain uses glucose when you have to really think and focus on stuff. Right. So I kind of partly blame that for that. You know, but I, I, I totally dude. That was the last. So that was the last time I really bonked and I had to get food from David and I, I'm not sure. I mean, it would have been very tough to, to, to complete that entire route if I didn't get food from David, but I ran out. Yeah. Like mile 12 out of 24, this is a 9,000 vert day. And, oh, I, I was suffering, man. 
I mean, I was suffering. And I, I, at that point, I was just kind of throwing stuff into my vest and this would be good. think I'll maybe need this, blah, blah, blah. Wasn't counting at all. And obviously I didn't learn my lesson from the Olympics, which was, we did a 50 K up there and I ran out of stuff. David gave me some mangoes and it was like, it was like an energy drink, dude. I mean, I felt it right away for two miles after that. I was, I was hauling ass, man. I put some machine gun Kelly on and I was hauling ass. <laughs> and then that took me basically to the finish line, but I could feel myself coming back down after that. So it was like that real high sugar. So those are my two stories. And finally the Eagle caps, I'm like, I got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I got to, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I got to focus on that. Fun, both stories though. David saved both of us. David, David split his water, water with me at the end there. For as much as we make fun of him for falling all the time. <laughs> he's actually saved our butt a couple of times. God damn. Yeah, yeah. We all. <laughs> he does. He actually, he's, he's never, he, I've never seen him bonk. I've never seen him. He's been low water a couple of times, stuff like that, but he pretty much, and he always has the weirdest assortment of snacks and they're so good. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's going to hate it, hate me for saying this, but I'm pretty sure during the week and not out on adventures, me and you are eating better than him. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah, dude. This Sorry, dude's David. Fast food. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some freaking... but then it just shows, you know, maybe it's genetics too, that he just doesn't need. Yeah. I, I feel like I burn more water than most people, especially when your I'm sweat, running. Your sweat rate just... could be higher. Yeah. Yeah. So how the heck do we, so what have you done to move forward through this? What are your strategies or what have you learned from this summer? You know, I I don't want to say nothing. I mean, I've, I've done some research. I need four burgers. (laughs) No, no, I, I need to fix the food thing, but that's just me being, Sometimes being lazy, I guess. Don't be lazy before mm-hmm. anything big. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, nutrition the night before or water that, you know, too. hydrate, hydrating the day before. Don't go in into something weaker than you need to be, I guess. Does that makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah. What about that you? Carb loading. Yeah, the carb loading the day before. Yeah, I, I would say... So I was listening to a podcast the other day where they, their general rule that has been floating around like a trip, the trail running communities was you needed 200 calories an hour. Hmm. Right. And come to find out it's a completely unfounded rule. Somebody just made it up and then people just ran with it. Right. And so I kind of was subscribing to that notion, but I was going like 150 calories uh, Mm -hmm. uh, an hour but even then I wasn't really counting them. I just, I just kind of thought that in the back of my head now where I, I, so after the Eagle caps and after our Whittier Ridge, I went and I ran, uh, Mount St. Helens by myself, which is a 50 K around Mount St. Helens. And I nailed my food. I nailed it. And I bought, I brought for a 50 K 3000 calories. And I counted this out, counted it out, put it all on my vest calculator. And I, I, recorded it in Strava. And so I think for me, it's like, it's like 300 calories an hour, dude, for uh, me. And, and 
Yeah, I do. And I think that's kind of like the rule that I'm at right now. Uh, yeah. Otherwise I just, and I don't know what if it's it, because God. we're more, I don't know if it's because we're more, I mean, than the average runner, we have more muscle than the average runner. Let's, let's be, you know, the average male yeah. runner. I think we have more muscle than the average male runner. So I don't know if it's more muscle type stuff. They do say, I have heard studies that says, um, women on that, that through hike tend to need less calories in the males. Like the males are always freaking hungry. Hmm. And I don't know if it has to do with muscle mass or whatever. That would make sense. Cause a man carries more muscle mass to, right. To a woman. Right. Interesting. Generally, generally, yeah, generally, generally. Yeah. I think that, uh, what about, have you, have you tried it? I was going to try doing some fruit this year, especially after I heard you say David oh, gave yeah. you some mangoes and it felt like a super it charge, was, you know, dude, it was, it was jet fuel. It was yeah. jet fuel. So the mangoes to me represent like what the gels are. The gels are quick sugar, quick carbs, right? Same with mangoes. It's the same damn thing. And then they yeah, taste they, better. They have those honey, honey badgers or whatever, honey. Oh, honey stingers. That yep. are just, or the honey sticks too, actually. Yeah. The honey yep. stingers and they have like honey sticks that you just yeah. bite the honey off. You know, and those are yeah. easy packs. I should look easy. at that. So I think. I think especially if, so if you start bonking, one of the best things I've found so far is getting the quick sugars and all that in, right? But for me, what has worked better to stave off the bonk is I've actually, instead of eating like that type of stuff, I've actually trended to more regular foods that I would take backpacking. So more fats and bars and stuff like that have actually, and I think and I heard this in another podcast too. Another guy was kind of trending towards more regular foods. And I think like it's, well, one, it's a lot easier because I can do a, a 240 calorie bar in a couple bites, or I can jam basically th- almost three gels, which yeah. is kind of hard to do, dude. Yeah. So I'm trying to get back to the normal food for at least trail running. Yeah. I, yeah. I always look at like calorie dense stuff. Cause it's yeah. just like, I, I just want the calories. I don't, I'll take whatever. I think another important thing to think about too, is when you're out trail running on these unsupported adventures that you're doing, if you're doing them, just how we are, you know, on all, all these ones we talked about us bonking on, they're not racist. These are just unsupported things we're doing and watching your water, watching your food and seeing where you're at. And uh, you have to pace your own food. Mm-hmm. Or, or your yeah, own you water supply like you have to be watching that because nothing's worse than running out you you have to really moderate how you're gonna get there like me running out of water i should have been checking that and drinking less yeah. you, you got to be aware of the situation and make all that last yeah and one thing with that too is when david and i we ran out of water on the eagle caps is a similar thing but we kept popping salt tabs mm. and stuff. And generally, usually when I'm dehydrated, you get a headache. I never got a headache. I never really felt dehydrated besides thirst. Besides I was thirsty. I knew that. Electrolytes are key. Yeah. LMNT. Yeah. And it tastes good. And it tastes, yeah, it tastes good. Uh, oh, one thing that I really like too. So you're talking about calorie dense foods. Do you have any favorites for those? 
or any that you go to? I mean, I always throw like trail mix or bag of nuts, just nuts in my bag. Yeah, nuts because nuts are good. Doesn't take up much space, and I mean, sometimes a bag of nuts is like you know two thousand calories. Right. Yeah. Gets old eating nuts, but Mm -hmm. that's a that's a go to when I'm really not thinking about anything. Those, uh, you know, those apple turnovers they used to get in school. Yeah. Tur- apple, t- dude. Those things almost have about 500 calories. So I brought, I think, two of those at Whittier Ridge and I mm-hmm. was balling. <laughs> you know, it was so, so good. What you had on Bailey that I, that I'll sometimes get too is one of those, uh, the Lenny and Larry cookies. Oh, the complete cookies. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, the complete cookies. Um, mm-hmm. I like those. Yeah, me too. My sweet tooth too. It really helps out there to just freaking a put it down, and those are super calorie dense too. They're at yeah. least you know three four hundred calories, I think, for one of those cookies. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point too, because you need sweet and salty because you'll get sick of sweet. Yeah, and then, and then so then it's like on the salt type of stuff too. But yeah, those cookies are good. I had those a lot on the CT. Every day, actually. It's probably why my... Dude, I was thinking about it. Why I think my cholesterol... So, Creed got his cholesterol test checked. His was high, too. His was higher than the last time he checked it last year. Like, way higher. Yep. I think... I think one of the reasons why mine was high this year, too, was because of all the fatty stuff I was eating for a month on the CT. All of our trail runs, I was having spam... Freaking these paleo bars that have a ton of fat. Apple turnover. I mean, dude, I was eating like shit, really. But it was only like one day out of the week. That's how I I feel about it. I want to eat more. I guess for me, yeah, we want you want calories not to bonk. I want to look at what calories are going to increase performance or maintain performance. That's what I want to kind of focus on. That should be the title of the. this uh season once a you know big running takes off again get through winter that's that should be the title of the podcast right there eating for performance not health i really want to try the fruit thing though especially after you said that you ate the mangoes i'm just like i know it you know because you're getting what sugar mm-hmm. the thing is is fruit takes up space and you're not getting the calories I mean, maybe with a banana, actually, you could get some calories. See, that's that's tough. Like bananas are heavy, and bananas oh. aren't that calorie dense. Yeah. What what, what fruit banana is? have? What fruit is uh, calorie dense? Yeah, avocado. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, they say uh, avocado has more potassium than bananas. So if you're gonna try to do it for cramping, an avocado is better. And I bet it does have more calories for sure. But do you want to? Then you gotta have a that. knife. Well, no, yeah, no, it would suck. No, yeah, and it's heavy. It just, yeah. So what what fruit can you pack that yeah? I, mean, I, I for me is mangoes. I love fucking mangoes. Yeah. <laughs> I should have swore, but yeah, I love mangoes. I mean, they're just so good, they're chewy. I think that they their sugar content, I don't know. I, honestly, have I you ever really tried know. the honey sticks or those honey mm-hmm. whatever yeah, yeah, all time stingers? You like yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. 
bunch of different flavors they got. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't make you have to shit is good. That's what I try yeah. and avoid. It's food yeah, Brent, that makes you shit. Brent has this very bizarre behavior on trail. <laughs> bizarre behavior. Uh, yeah, he uh, he doesn't want to go to the bathroom when he's out on trail. I don't know. But as I soon mean, as we dude, get back... Nope. That that's one thing you don't hear about when anyone's doing like an endurance thing, unless it's like a big multi-day or multi-week endurance thing, is everybody kind of disregards nutrition, it seems. I mean, you look at all the, the races, what they're serving for food. I mean, I've seen some of them smashing pizzas, cheeseburgers on oh, these yeah. huge 200-mile races. So Because at that point, it's it's an eating contest. It's what can I get down oh. to power me? And it literally comes down to, I've heard them say this, that it comes down to it. Like a hundred mile is an eating hundred miler is an eating contest because it's just so far. Yeah. And if you can't eat, like I experienced on my 50, like I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat, dude. I couldn't eat gels. Nothing sounded good. I was having like pretzels and cookies. That's all I could eat. That's all I could eat. Really? I couldn't eat my peanut butter banana sandwich. I had like two bites, carried it for like 15 miles, dropped it off at the next aid station. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. And I mean, I had to settle my stomach by having the ginger ale. That was the only thing that worked, but I still couldn't really eat anything. Super weird. The one thing that I stole from you that I saw you doing was the uh, bringing the peanut butter and the tortillas. Oh, the yeah. the squeezed peanut butter. I mean, that's a that's a lot of calories there between just the squeezed oh, yeah, peanut butter and the tortillas. There's a good that's a good packable, yeah, light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love tortillas on trail. You can throw some honey in the tube too. Mm. Get some get that's some honey idea. peanut butter for a little more sugar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good you one. Know. Well, I mean, the name of the podcast, well, I guess we haven't really came to a concrete name on the podcast, but right <laughs> now the placeholder name is Peanut Butter and Mountain. So it, may, it yeah, makes I like sense. It. Yeah, I, I like yeah. it too. You know, it goes good. Hey, you got your buddy making some shirt or uh, that logo or what? Yeah, I got to follow up with him and see what's going on. That's a good idea. See if he's, uh, he, he just started drawing on the iPad. Pro. He's an, he's a, paper artist and now he's doing oh, the digital thing so sick sick yeah. sick sick cool yeah. i think the last thing i, I kind of wanted to touch on was okay well we brett made a good point of eating for performance and not health right and i think if if you do want to be healthy you're screwed <laughs> but no i mean at least yeah like brent's saying i think on a trail run it's out the window. It's a one day thing. Usually. I mean, what, what do you really have to lose? Like just let go a little bit. That's the one cool thing about trail running. You can eat all that stuff. Yeah. So, but if I know a lot of through hikers listen to this podcast too, so I act like we have like a huge audience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one day when our audience is big and they're looking back at old episodes. Yeah. So this is when we're going to be multi-millionaires because we have 
you know, we have LMNT sponsoring the podcast. We probably got like Nike or something. <laughs> Petzl. The, the biggest outdoor podcast on the. Then yeah. we'll start shooting them from the top of mountains. Yeah, exactly. Shooting what? Oh, the podcast. That'd be kind of cool. We'll be cool. up there cold, you know, yeah, snot coming out cool. our nose. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> kind of what I was going to say, I, I do try to eat healthy on a, on a through hike because it's multi-day and because I, I still want to have that health and like, as opposed to a trail run where it's a, you know, a few hour thing, your inflammation levels will dictate your soreness on trail. So I, I try to keep my inflammation down and I try to keep my health up. So just a couple of things that I take is Brent was talking before po- the podcast about a multivitamin. Dude, I bring a ton of vitamins with me, several every day. And I'll pack them in my resupply, my backpack, and then I'll take a greens powder and I'll put that in my homemade oatmeal that I put. I don't use the sugar crap. Then no sugar bars or like really low, low sugar bars. Try to do some type of paleo bar, something like that. And then when I get into town, always trying to eat some sort of nutritious food. The caveat to that is you definitely still want to get as many calories as you can. So I will crush some pizzas, but I'll have a salad on the side. (laughs) (laughs) That's your cheat meal you've been saving for, right? Yeah, it's the cheat meal. Yeah. So... It's, Anything I, you I want think, to add on that? No, I mean, that's pretty good. It's so hard because everyone's got their own ideas on what's healthy yeah. or, you know, so I don't like to dive in the weeds. I just think if you feel good, that's the most important part. And the second is getting the blood work done to prove that it's the most healthy for you. Once oh. you got those two together, then you're good to go. Oh, that was a light jab, was it not? That was a light jab. No, I mean, I've been re, I've been playing with my diet for the last five years, switching things around, seeing what's new, what works, really working. And I still try new things. You know, I think uh, people eat in like the circadian rhythm. Have you heard of that? Like they eat how your how the ancestors would eat, like on a mm-hmm. schedule like that. I don't. I'm intrigued by all that, but it gets confusing because nobody agrees on anything. It seems mm-hmm. so you try and find a middle ground on. But yeah. then it, I think it's most important what what feels good for you. Well, you in know? reference to the to the blood work, Brent had some pretty clean results compared to mine. At least at least in the cholesterol department. So my, I have high cholesterol apparently, or moderate, I think like moderate to high, which, uh, it jumped up from my last one in 20, which was a while ago, 20 something. And I eat a lot of saturated fat. That's what I contributed to. I just think it's funny that when Krieg and I moved in with JC, that both of our cholesterol scores went up because we were eating, he got us on, I'm not saying that he. He, I figured out how good chicken thighs were. They got a lot. Of, yeah. I didn't realize how much cholesterol and saturated fat they had. And so I was eating them all the time. And then I was eating steaks and all this, whatever. And it was because JC was like cooking this stuff and it was really good. So I would buy it and I would cook it. And I don't think it's 
a coincidence that both of our scores are higher. Although Brent can eat this stuff like it's freaking a Skittle. And so I don't know. It's the weirdest. Uh, I think it's just like everyone's genetics. And who knows? It could be just one thing that you got to tease out of your diet right. that could be. It's such a people get hardcore on that. I'm not quite that hardcore, but maybe one day I'll end up there. Hopefully not. I don't want to be crazy either. Some of it can, you can be drive yourself neurotic. Oh yeah. And that's kind of how I am with sugar anyway, but I guess we got to do that with saturated fat now. And it is interesting after the blood work, how much I, I started realizing, Oh, I put cheese on this every day. I mean, I was having two eggs a day with cheese. Hmm. I mean, all that stuff. I I eat so many eggs a day. (laughs) Yeah. And I know, I know our friend David said cholesterol isn't really a diet thing, but yet you online, you see it all over the place, but then other places say no. But then I see it with me and Craig both having higher, just, you know, not testosterone, but cholesterol levels. And you don't drink see. alcohol. That's what throws me off. Cause if you drink alcohol, I would attribute, you know, right. Cause Creek does Creek does, but so, he hasn't been drinking but, as much as he has. Yeah. Either. So I don't know. It's a, it's a trip. I I've it's listened to like, uh, Paul Saladino and David Sinclair just recently. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're on like opposite spectrums, but they're both easy. They can talk to each other and not be dicks or whatever you know they can mm-hmm. meet in the middle i guess and it was a uh, pretty interesting and they both said how important it is to have a fasting window like that yeah, seems to be a really big deal and i noticed it's... that it helps for me my wife has been for years and i have probably been for like three years just like 14 hours nothing crazy yeah, I do. yep i do 14 and uh yeah, but that seems everyone seems to kind of be in agreement on that. And it makes sense. You're totally right. I, I have seen, that's why I started getting into it is because so many people I from all these different places and educated people said the same thing with fasting. And then it because I was resistant to it. I'm tell you, I like I like to eat, man. And the first thing in the morning I love to eat. Used to anyway. I've trained myself out of it, like you're saying. Hmm. 14 hours. I feel good. I love I love working out fasted in the morning. I don't know why. I love that. I, I actually, that's another interesting thing as a podcast. They were talking about when you work out is like, you just develop a routine. I don't know for you. Do you work out at a certain time or do things at a certain time? Like for me in the morning is when I'm strongest. Hmm. And then anything else I do like in the afternoon. Yeah, I'll do it, but it's not as my performance yeah, isn't yeah. as good. It's like a habit thing or something. So I think, it yeah, it is interesting. I think it's so much genetic. So dude, like yeah. everybody's You can different. train out of it. You can definitely train out of it. Oh, for I sure. Mean, my parents raised me with freaking breakfast. Boom, right away. <laughs> boom, That's boom, boom. Midwestern I, boy. That is right. Meat and potatoes, baby. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, all right. That wraps it up. Don't bonk. for the next one. But you know what the best thing is for not bonking? What? What is it? Subscribing to the podcast. 
Oh, leave five stars too, or yeah, you gotta leave five stars. You can't leave four. Can't leave four, otherwise you bonk. So So for all the listeners, subscribe and five stars. Otherwise, you're gonna bonk. That's a threat. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna get us pulled down. Oh my god, I'm gonna be canceled. (laughs) For the three people that listen.